The following is a Secure Foundation broadcast. If you do not have the proper security clearance to listen to this broadcast, please turn off your listening device now and turn yourself in to the police. Our personnel will take it from there. Commencing playback of deadly auditory cognito hazard in 3, 2, 1. podcast, a show that explains and discusses every aspect of the SCP Foundation one topic at a time. I'm your co-host Soren. I'm your co-host David. And today we're going to be talking about doomsday scenarios and mobile task forces. We've touched mm-hmm. on mobile task forces before, but not super in depth. And that, so we're going to go, we're doing it again. <laughs> Basically. In depth this time, obviously. Yes. Um, there's a lot of different doomsday scenarios and there's only like two or three official ones and even then they're like barely official they're just whatever (laughs) they're whatever the author chooses and then authors can create them there was even a contest this year 2018 uh called the doomsday contest where teams had to create one and then write articles for it Mm -hmm. so um the few official scenarios we're gonna read some of those things by the way uh, some of the few official scenarios are XK class, which is just end of the world, kind of simple, you know. the world ends. Yeah. Uh, ZK class, which is end of reality, which I've seen done differently, but it basically Earth, all gods and powers, the multiverse, and even the SCP wiki site and uh, everything Andia. is gone. In quote, on the notes page, and yeah. The whole... <laughs> the also, whole it, it says destroys Earth. Not destroys Earth, destroyers. I don't, that's, yeah, that works. <laughs> Stop pointing out my typos in the document. <laughs> no, I need to. Uh, they need to know. It, um, peop, the people need to know, Soren. It's necessary. All right. All right. And, then, <laughs> and then CK class is a restructuring scenario, which is just uh, major alterations to reality, change, thing, how things are done needs to change. The only guarantee with this one is that there will be a universe left. It'll operate very differently. Perhaps the speed of light is 55 miles an hour. Or something like that. <laughs> so it, it kind of like almost creates an AU in a way. Sort of, except if an AU were the laws of physics are different, deal with it. Oh. I mean, I, I guess in some circumstances think, those are kind of I think it's technically AUs, an AU, I guess. But AUs works. are more parallel universes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like multiverse thing, can, which is whereas, also a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> different topic for a different day. <laughs> yeah, so I think you were going to read the... Like, we're just going to read the beginning section of the contest, not the rules or anything, just because yeah. it's just uh, basic. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's over at it's this point an, as well. It's an um, official document. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say, though, real quick, is I, I do love um, some of the some of the names um, of the uh, uh, of the different teams. Um, uh, the teams, he obviously, yeah. Yeah, you had to be in teams. Uh, the, well, one of them. Congratulate them. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations to our winners, Team Clever Gentleman, which was a good idea. Our runners-up, Team I Don't Want to Die, a little ironic considering it's the Doomed to Stay contest. But, also a good idea. Um, yeah. And our bronze medalist, Forget About It, but spelled like how would you, how you would assume. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that's where we're at. Which and also there's a lot gives of you teams. I looked at them earlier. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's... yeah full results. There's a bunch. Read all their articles. They're all good. They're people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give credit. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. so it says, The SCP Foundation is no stranger to the end of the world. It's caused, fixed, and then caused them more times than you can count. The XK class end of the world scenario, the ZK class reality failure scenario, the CK class restructuring scenario, and so much more promise a swift end to life as we know it. But why stop there? What about a DC class megalomania scenario where the Foundation must put together a, a crack team to stop a cackling supervillain bent on world domination? Get it? Because cause DC Cause and supervillain. Super <laughs> yeah, the Joker movie, um, which is a thing. I actually, think. that looks really good. So I, I haven't that seen looks... anything. It, well, the trailer's like nothing. It's just like a zoom in of his face. Um, but 
I don't care. I want to see it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that too. Uh, that, that's a whole. Other we're not going to get into movies. That, those can... are for other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, let's um, make another podcast just where we talk about movies. I would be perfectly fine with that. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so um, or an or or a n. Um, Oops, there's yeah, a typo typos in this as well. Official document. Whoops. Yeah, uh, or an RK you. class. <laughs> or an RK class rapture scenario where the foundation must defy the will of God himself. Get as big or small, as widespread or intimate, and as broad or one-off as you want with it. Just be creative. After all, doomsday is coming. Um, once again, this uh, contest is over. So It was a writing contest. And, yeah. Um, the top team, I think, yeah, they had 593 upvotes across all their articles, which That's was good. pretty good. Mm-hmm. The fourth place team is Jawsome, all caps. <laughs> One of them is It's a Beautiful Day. Okay, these are... Uh, we. Wait. A team to surpass Metal Gear. Okay, we need we need to look at these teams. Okay, so... Like, Tree Huggers. Oh, uh, Mikasa. Just, that that's Mikasa. Great. <laughs> Alright. Um, I'm gonna read one first, and it's my personal favorite scenario. It's got a whole hub, because it's a cannon. Um, what do I think I'll, it's, it's a canon. There's a canon with stories written in this. Um, it is Omega Symbol, K-Class, End of Death Scenario. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta get that link up, because you blocked it out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't let you read it, because it's End of Death. Um, yeah, that's, that's fun. Death, thou shalt die, it says in the beginning, and there's, like, art. Um... <laughs> Expert from the Foundation database of K-Class contingencies. Scenario designation, Omega K-Class. Likelihood, near impossible. Severity, survivable, but require mo- but requires moderate restructuring of human civilization. Description. Oh. An Omega K end-of-death scenario refers to a situation where an immortality is forced upon all life without any other biological change. For example, the halting of aging or forced sterilization. All protocols regarding this scenario assume steps are taken to avoid any broken broken masquerade situation. Broken masquerade <coughs> is the foundation everyone knows about it, mm-hmm. um, which is also a canon. This scenario also assumes that the foundation has maintained its current structure and subdivisions. Priorities: population control due to insect population birth and death rate. I'm so glad they thought of that. This must be addressed within 24 hours of scenario onset before the insect population overtakes WK class scenario thresholds. I don't, I didn't research what that one is. I'm assuming it's just there's a lot of bugs. Um, after this juncture, it will be imperative that a long-term solution is devised for other organisms. Veil control. While the entire human population will become exposed to anomalies at this time, it is important that no other anomalies come to their attention. Normalcy will be redefined to account for this, the effects of this Omega K class scenario, and containment must be continued. A misinformation campaign is to disseminate a cover story that explains the new form, newfound immortality in terms of fabricated research. Three, research terminal state replacement. If true death is not achievable, an alternative must be engineered for ethical reasons. It has been deemed unacceptable to let mankind suffer indefinitely due to de- decaying biological components. Hmm. Yeah. That's there's a lot fun. of things with this. There's there's one that I think could have been could have inspired the next one, which was the um it's uh known as Red Reality, and we'll read that okay. at some point, but it's those of you know what I'm talking about. Uh there's a bunch of tales here that we're that we'll probably read later. There's only one article I wanted to read for this one, and it's mm-hmm. um an article that until you get to the end seems completely mundane and completely like a joke SCP. It's called The Thing That Kills You, which is also the name of a joke SCP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a yeah. knife. It is class safe. It is to be held in a standard safe class container only to be used yeah, in the I, approval of the O5 Council. And if I you look at that, it, the fact that it says object class safe, and I'm like, that's kind of confusing considering you have it under the, the that. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's a standard switch knife. Its anomalous properties are known to manifest should it injure, injure an individual such that they lose 40% of their blood, injure an individual to cause significant damage to the brain, injure an individual to cause significant damage to the heart, injure an individual such that they are incapable of respir- respiration. Um, so basically, like, like just a normal knife. Should an individual be injured by this in any way that it activates its anomalous properties, oh, it's SCP-4514, by the way, um, that individual will die caused by the cessation of neurological activity. It, it, 
So yeah, just, it just seems like a normal knife. It's then. just a normal knife, basically. Okay. And there's tests that basically say these things that didn't that wouldn't kill people didn't. And then there's like I think there's a um one that was done with like a bullet made from the standard um made from a small piece of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the bottom it has a little flashing text that says notice you have one new messages. Mm-hmm. Foundation Network Intersightcom Service V3.155. Message from Ethics Committee received. Dr. Young, we have reviewed your experiment logs and deemed them excessive and unwarranted. However, if we are to be honest, we noted that your undue testing of SCP-4514 a while ago. It's rare to have D-Class actively line up for experimentation. Testing actual employees was only inevitable. We needed to discuss what the next step should be create a standardized process for choosing SCP-4514 subjects, offer this service to the public, etc. In the end, as you can tell, we return to our core principles as an organization. The world has forced us to redefine the status quo, but it is not our job to change it back. No matter how much we want to be an eternal peace, normalcy dictates that we can never achieve it. Officially, you are hereby removed from the SCP-4514 project. Unofficially, we get it. Life's a bitch. And that last phrase is a link to the end of Death Hub. This article takes place in a world where you cannot die. <laughs> but this knife kills you. Oh. <laughs> okay. And that's why everyone wants to be tested with it. Because otherwise, oh. you can't die. And I, I love that. That was how I oh, found so- this hub. Oh, so, so the, the people that are lining up to be tested, they want to die because yes. they're in this. Because oh, in this world, you don't die, but you keep aging. Your body, yeah, will start I... to de- your body will start to decay. You will start to get dementia and things. Yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that as well, like on the last couple of experiments, um, experiment number four, it's this 131-year-old Caucasian female, uh, 47, one's 132-year-old Caucasian male, uh, 49 was 149 year old Caucasian man. Like at the, I was gonna say, I, I noticed the fact that they're all kind of <laughs> old, but yeah. Hmm. Okay, so they want to die then. Yes, that's, uh, hmm, that's fair. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, no. <laughs> all right, that's our one. That's interesting. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I just I thought it was a really fun, well not fun, a really interesting way to read. <laughs> really fun way of like yeah yeah we're just gonna kill a couple people you know even though it's considered safe but whatever so we're gonna discuss the winners which is um the uh team team the clever gentleman um and they have fancy (laughs) nk class apotheosis scenario which the hub is weird and doesn't have much but it has a link to the first thing which is a tale and an scp we're gonna read the scp so it's based off also some nice art. Read the things. Go to the website, uh, scp-wiki.net. Read things. Okay. <laughs> Item number, SCP-3396. Object class, Tiamat, with a footnote that explains what Tiamat is. Uh, Tiamat class anomalies are entities whose influence cannot be covertly contained, usually utilizing the resources and knowledge currently available to the Foundation, and as such are project projected to fundamentally alter or wholly annul consensus normality barring direct foundation engagement so did you they are say do you understand that that's a lot of big words uh they're uncontainable basically <laughs> okay except there's like five uncontainable things but this is a fancy this is the one that's the foundation doesn't have enough resources to contain it so but they uh, okay. might still be able to preserve normalcy should they directly do something mm-hmm. Ooh, it says something different for the thing Strategic conduct protocols instead of containment because it can't be contained. Fancy. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) Fancy. Due to the rate of physical and metaphysical communicability presented by SCP-3396, complete containment is not attainable at this time. Exclusion Zone 3396, where SCP-3396 is central central nexus is located, is currently contested (laughs) by multiple organizations including the Global Occult Coalition, a group of interest that we will get to in a later episode, the United Nations, and the United States' Unusual Incidents Unit, which we will also get to in another episode. And as such, has been declared a neutral, demilitarized zone by mutual agreement to to prevent global warfare 
and a lifted veil scenario, which I also believe is people know. No, Broken Masquerade is people know the, the Foundation exists. Lifted veil is people know anomalies exist, I think. Okay. All these words. Um, yeah. <laughs> apprehension of all SCP-3396-01 entities is to be considered an overriding priority to limit public exposure and prevent further SCP-3396 contamination within the global populace. Each specimen captured must be contained in a Class Four hazardous bioform containment cell reinforced with an Atlas Pattern anti-thaumaturgic runic, runic array. Sorry about that. In the event that 15% of Earth's population becomes infested, see Document 3396 Alabaster for spe- specif- specifications regarding personnel <laughs> withdrawal, location of regional quarantine facilities, and subsequent alterations to Foundation Prime Directive. Big words in this one. I, I noticed you're having a. Hard I'm time. doing just fine. Yeah, you're getting through it. <laughs> Description SCP 3396 is a Category 4 extra dimensional entity which exists as a gestalt of physically and metaphysically mutagenic symbiotes that currently inhabit and affect approximately 6% of the global population. It's an extra dimensional. Extra dimensional entity. I had it the Are you first sure time. Good? Which is a gestalt, which. Uh, it's a parasite. It's a weird parasite. Okay. Its central nexus is located approximately 75 kilometers southeast of Death Valley in the Mojave Desert. It manifests visually as a massive, tentatively biological structure with both arboreal and insectile characteristics. 27 meters tall and 23 meters wide between the ends of its largest branches. Coloration of the primary metaphor is typically iridescent blue-green, though this has been shown to change to the point of displaying different color patterns to different observers simultaneously. This central nexus releases a luminous blue-green fluid from an array of vents in its primary trunks and branches, which pools into a shallow reservoir at SCP-3396's base. SCP-3396 in its entirety is selectively tangible, and fails to interact normally with physical objects or electromagnetic radiation. So you can't touch it, and light won't bounce up. I don't know. This has made conventional, non-thaumaturgic <laughs> testing and examination impossible. It can be touched with magic. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> physical exposure to SCP-3396 or its secretion results in dramatic alterations to the physical and metaphysical properties of biological organisms. These effects are unpredictable and highly variable, though there are a small number of com- commonalities in all cases. It changes you, but there's some things that are common. It changes you physically and your spirit and your soul. <laughs> I guess. It affects my spirit. <laughs> my spirit. <laughs> Biological organisms affected by SCP-3396, designated SCP-3396-01, will develop additional organs and tissues of unknown purpose which metastasize rapidly throughout the body's cavities. I believe that means they move. Yeah, because yeah, tissues... that's the... Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. These tissues <laughs> are... These tissues are luminous and blue-green in coloration and do not interact with physical matter or energy as would be appropriate for a conventional substance, suggesting at a primary thaumat- thaumaturgic or non-baryonic composition. SCP-3- We're really not holding anything back on you today. Yeah, no, there is all the big words. <laughs> Every single one of them. SCP-3396 growths may be displayed superficially at random, but are always expressed internally, always inside. Organs, tumors, vesicles, and skeins of SCP-3396 internal growth have proven impossible to surgically extract from a host body, as they consistently fail to interact physically with surgical implements or techniques. Those yeah, tissues and stuff it, right? are the same thing. They can, they they don't. You can't touch them if unless they don't mm-hmm. unless they want you to. I guess. Ew. <laughs> Weird. Humans mutated by SCP-3396 infection typically display significant alterations to their physiology, as with any other affected organism, but rarely undergo psychological changes, apparently retaining their personality and memories while, while either preserving or in some case amplifying the subject's mental faculties. This combined with the anomalous capabilities granted by SCP-3396 infection render human um, SCP-3396-01 exceedingly dangerous. There's an addendum with some examples. Um, 
Subject. One Pagona Barbata, common bearded dragon, specimen, male. Method of exposure. One drop of SCP-3396 fluid administered to top of head. Within three hours, subject has inc increased dramatically in size and mass to a length of 25 meters and an approximate weight of 5,000 kilograms. Okay. <laughs> subject displays significant structural alterations, including widened limbs, a mottled and porous surface texture, and a multitude of large dorsal vents which continually release a mixture of spores and various toxic gases. Specimen mm. becomes docile to the point of lethargy and does not react to physical examination. Skin samples yield genetic results extremely similar but not identical to a wide variety of fungal species, notably including Amanita bispiroga, destroying angel, Amanita phalloides, 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 death cap, or death cap, <laughs> and claviceps purpurea, ergot. <laughs> Another one. Wrong. Uh, yeah. A dog, a golden retriever dog. Mm -hmm. Injection. The method of exposure was injection with four cubic centimeters of SCP-3396 fluid. For the results, it says over the course of approximately two hours, subject loses fur and develops irregular horn-like structures across his body. Vivisection reveals the presence of three uh, of SCP. I don't even have the big words, and I'm messing it up. <laughs> presence of SCP-3396 organs and tissues throughout subject's body. Vivisection fails to terminate subject, as any damage incurred by the procedure is rapidly regenerated. Subject's behavior is unaltered. Well, yeah, I mean, because he's a good boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next subject is one human female, 28. Method of exposure was SCP-3396 fluid appealed to skin of lower arm. For the results, the subject's skin quickly absorbs fluid. No immediate physical changes. When asked if the subject noticed any change of mood or sensation, subject replied, I understand firepower. An extremely large variety of rotary cannon then appeared in the subject's hands, which she then used to fire upon Foundation personnel and breach containment. When struck by return fire from responding Foundation security forces, subject's body fragmented, producing violent explosions which inflicted no damage upon the subject but caused significant destruction to testing installation and facilitated subject's escape. Specimen's body continued to fragment, explode, and regenerate upon receiving damage, the pieces levitating near the specimen's central body and transmuting into further instances of high-powered projectile weaponry. 37 casualties recorded and subsequent testing chambers reinforced. I understand gun. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> so, you go pew pew. Yeah, for what I'm seeing with this is it gives you magic, but powerful magic, and they don't like that. Um, one yeah, human you can't explain it. Yeah, you can't one human, it, so they're like, "Oh no!" Male, forty-two. Subject instruction to instructed to inhale fumes produced by SCP-3396 <laughs> fluid. Let <coughs> me just breathe some fire real quick. No immediate apparent effects for approximately three hours. Four exact copies of subject appeared within testing chamber. All five then stated simultaneously, "Only fools like you would see the blessing of magic as a curse." The five entities joined hands and then corporally fused into one massive non-human organism with ten arms of varying sizes, a central mass of undifferentiated flesh, and dozens of levitating structures resembling disembodied hands, each with an eye fixed in the palm. Hmm. Isn't this a terraria boss? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I was going to say it's in uh, Pan's Labyrinth, but that's a whole other thing. I, uh, yeah, I haven't seen either of those in forever. So, um, a large volume of water manifested within the chamber and swirled energetically, obscuring the bioform from view. The fluid then fell to the chamber floor, subsequently determined to be non-anomalous seawater after examinations. The whereabouts of this specimen are currently unknown. Probably in an ocean somewhere. It made an ocean portal. It made an ocean portal. Yeah. <laughs> With its eye hands. <laughs> Hand eyes. I, I, no, I think it's eye hands, because hand eyes would be just hands coming out of your eyes, <laughs> which is a whole, whole thing. <laughs> no observable pattern to the changes has been identified, and these alterations commonly resulted in anomalous properties and capabilities of considerable destructive power, I'll say. These factors have resulted in numerous repeated SCP-3396-01 containment breaches despite continual containment cell re reinforcement. While physical examination of SCP-3396 has proven impossible because you move through it because it doesn't want you to do that, thomic mm. scanning has yielded a single tangible result. Magic, I assume. Rather than providing their standard conceptual energy and thomic potential readings, 
foundation prototype ichthomic scanners invariably alter their method of data to provide the word thrive in a random language upon each scan. The significance of this is unknown. It's trying to help. Mm. It's doing its best. <laughs> Aren't we all? No method of communication with SCP-3396 has been devised, nor has any method of removing its influence been discovered thus far. That's, that's actually kind of interesting, though, because it says no method of communication, but with the um, the last uh, subject that it mentioned, it it, it said oh, it only feels like you would see the blessing of a magic Chris. Although I suppose that's before it actually turned into whatever the fucking eye hand thing was. Yeah, but there so. was already, but four of his. I did cloned himself four times. Yeah, so I guess that would have just been him, still kind of in human form, but yeah, still, I it's kind of it talking through him so it gives magic mm-hmm. it, i think this might be like some basis of rapid evolution might be the basis for this yeah um, i can see that that makes sense thing. although uh, it, it it's i don't know because it, it kind of has had different uh different results on like a lot of different subjects and obviously like evolution through the different species because like you know it has a bearded dragon and then a, like a dog right but yeah then there's also the it has two humans with the female and the male maybe it's a, a gender thing as well um yeah rapid but... evolution but without the punishment of bad ideas like, <laughs> without the survival of the fittest part it's just random mutation a bunch except anomalous um mm-hmm. who knows we're just speculating it's probably says in one of the tales but that's a whole nother day we might get to the we might read this in its own episode um mm-hmm. it was located by chance during an archaeological dig each member of the research group present became an instance and each worked to completely uncover it in a matter of days foundation assets were not notified in time to prevent to prevent these infected from returning <coughs> to major population centers and as a result scp-3396 influence spread unchecked Foundation containment efforts now center upon covertly locating and detaining all SCP-3396 instances, as well as establishing control of the central SCP-3396 site, which is actively disputed by a number of organizations and global powers. The advent of SCP-3396 has begun to exert unprecedented changes upon global society despite Foundation anti-intelligence initiatives. O1 instances not under containment have utilized their newfound anomalous abilities for a variety of purposes thus far, including murder, nonviolent crime, mass eradication of certain diseases, and public mm-hmm. welfare initiatives. <laughs> it, they vaccinated people. You have public welfare initiatives and mass eradication of certain well, diseases. Okay, so you have like you have that. Right, in the same sense as like including murder. Mm-hmm. Um, well, mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't think it wants to make up its mind. <laughs> it's kind of like all over the place. Yeah. While the foundation has maintained a semblance of control over global media and has thus far been able to limit public knowledge of O1 instances, uh, three three nine six contamination continues. As a result, O1 uh, have extended beyond the bounds of the foundation's influence. Multiple groups of interest, including the Global Occult Coalition. Serpent's Hand, and others have secured O1 instances and have begun utilizing them to their own ends while deliberately facilitating further infection among their ranks. In the event that 3396 escapes the bounds of Foundation control entirely and causes a projected TPK-class thaumaturgic proliferation scenario, which is not what their thing was, um, Contingency 3396 Alabaster will take effect and the Foundation will take necessary measures to ensure the safety of what humanity remains. (laughs) Great. So, it really is an end. Uh, Let me look up what world. the word apotheosis means, real quick, to make sure that's that we're not missing something. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I had to look up what some words meant throughout this entire thing because it means <laughs> the highest point in the development of something, culmination okay. or climax. And where was where was it uh, in? Like what? Where that was in, it, it, it. This this the title of this one was apotheosis. Like it's an apotheosis right, right, right. scenario. Yeah, which is where everyone is. I believe the thing is that they're the best they can be, in a sense, but also not. Mm-hmm. They're the best objectively. I would probably say. They're the no. It's what it is. Is they're the best they can be, but not the best person. They don't have to be human anymore. Okay. Okay. Something like that. That's so we were kind of right with rapid evolution, sort of. Except it's weird. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's a long it's it's a long thing. It's yeah. Just... There's a, there's whole things on all of these, and you could read them. We might cover them in the future if we get to canons, because God, there's a lot of canons. Um, <laughs> like all of these are a canon, and this is just one contest. Yeah, yeah. That I noticed that as well. It's just because. Well, actually, it was kind of smart on their part though, because like like you mentioned earlier, there were so little of them, and now there are not so little of them. Mm-hmm. So. That was, and some of them can be written for. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's a bunch of these that are all fun, and I wanna um, I wanna read more of them. So we probably will do something on apotheosis in the future. Uh huh. Hey everyone, uh, it's Soren again. I'm just gonna pop in with a little bit of a mid roll. Um, yet again, I'd like to thank you for listening, because if you didn't listen, we prob, uh, we'd probably still do it. But we've got a lot of listeners. They don't know how um, our provider tracks it, but we've we got over 500 listens in total, and I just really appreciate that. Um, so remember, if you want to know when things happen, follow us on Twitter at SC Podcast Show. Um, if you want to talk to us, go to Discord.gg/swcbjv7. It's also at our Twitter. Um, discord.gg slash capital S W C capital B J V seven. And if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash SC podcast. I finally figured out the tiers. I think they're going to stay this time. $1 is uh, $1 per month is a shout out for supporting us. Uh, just any way you can. Uh, $5, you get access to a patron only discord channel and you get the same shout out. And for $10, you get access to both of those things as well as, occasional cut content or bonus episodes that we may create um this episode definitely had a couple things that were not relevant and i cut that could be kind of funny so it, if you're interested in that consider supporting us um for sponsorships promotional messages and personal messages please email us at scpodcastofficial at gmail.com uh, if you want to partner or um give us money to say something to someone you know anything like that just that's the link you're going to um that's about it uh thank you to kevin MacLeod for providing our music under the title twisting and other than that i think we're good to go you guys are going to get to hear us talk about mobile task forces next uh yeah so you know after that long thing we're going to move on to uh, mobile task forces um i'm reading me and storm are going to be reading this off the mobile or off the task forces um page on the site so if yep. you want to read along with that you can um, it says, uh, mobile task forces, MTFs, are elite units comprised of a personnel drawn from across the foundation and are mobilized to deal with specific threats or situations that sometimes exceed the operational capacity or expertise of regular field personnel and, as their name suggests, may be relocated between facilities or locations as they are needed. Mobile task force personnel represent the best of the best of the foundation. Mobile task forces vary greatly in size, composition, and purpose. A battalion strength com- uh combat-oriented task force trained to deal with highly aggressive anomalous entities may consist of hundreds of troops plus support personnel vehicles and equipment and can be deployed in whole or in part to deal with threats across the globe however mobile task force can also be a small specialized intelligence gathering or investigative task force fourth force that may have a that may have fewer than a dozen personnel if that is seen if that is deemed sufficient to accomplish their goals while in the field task force yeah, I got, I got it that right. I got it right that time. As opposed to task fourth, members often pose as emergency responders, local or federal law enforcement, or military personnel appropriate to the region in which they are operating. Mobile task force commanders can also request the assistance of local field units or personnel stationed at nearby foundation facilities in order to accomplish their missions. So they can be big boys, they can be small boys. <laughs> They're just like for like relocation and assessment of, in some cases, military personnel. Yeah, they're so. they are. The task force, they're specialized. They're the specialized task forces to deal with, well, there's a lot of specializations. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a whole site, so it, yeah. it, yeah. It's a whole thing. We we have, like, six listed, and I'm not sure if we're going to get, well, we probably won't read specifics on them, all of them, so we can probably get through a bunch. But there's mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of them. Um, yeah. Organization. Each unit is fundamentally structured in a way that best suits their intended purpose. While combat-oriented task forces may closely follow military hierar- hi- 
hierarchy (laughs) and organization, smaller units may have an informal or otherwise esoteric chain of command. As such, the responsibilities of the Mobile Task Force Commander, MFTC, for each particular task force can vary greatly. The commander for a large task force might focus on maintaining multiple teams and deploying them as necessary to each assigned operation, whereas the commander of a small team might deploy with their team and direct the operation from on location. Similarly, the co- similarly, the cohesion of each unit will vary as well. Some mobile task forces consist of personnel who have trained and worked for many years or even decades together, whereas the personnel of a mobile task force formed on a moment's notice to deal with a specific incident may know little more than each other's names and fields of expertise. Hmm. Interesting. They don't know that um, much. Yeah. Or it, sometimes they can know a lot, other times they won't. It just kind of depends. I guess, it, yeah, it depends on what it is and who they're dealing with. Um so creation, mobile task forces are typically commissioned as deemed necessary by the Foundation's Director of Task Forces, often with the direct approval or of one or more O5 council members. A significant number of mobile task forces are created to deal with specific anomalies, exhibiting traits that standard containment or response teams are unable to effectively counteract, though many were also created to preempt an emerging or theoretical threat. <clears throat> Deactivation. Mobile task forces created for the person of... Uh, for the purpose of containing a particular anomaly are typically deactivated at the end of the recovery operation or when ongoing containment is deemed no longer necessary. Occasionally, such task forces remain operational if the expertise and experiences learned are considered useful for future incidents, but otherwise the task force, the task force will likely be disbanded and its personnel return to their prior post. Very rarely, a mobile task force will also be disbanded if it suffers significant, sufficient casualties to render it incapable of operation. In these cases, if the prior capability of that particular task force is deemed necessary, a new task force may be commissioned to replace it. There's a link to the application form, which I believe is a neat and character way of trying to get one on the thing, um, for a full list of them appearing in articles, which has the ones that aren't full official. Uh, you need to contact this person to get it approved to modify this whole thing. Now, we're going to just go down the list and choose a couple of them. First off, mm-hmm. Nine-tailed fox. This is the one you may have heard of. It's in containment breach, but it's also just there's a reason. Um, <laughs> there is. It handles internal security. Uh, they are mobile task force Epsilon Eleven Nine-tailed fox. Also, all of these have logos, and they're all really cool. Um, yeah. Like this one's a fox head with a diamond on its forehead, and then nine rays going out of it. I love it. Um, Gravity design's really nice. <laughs> the one of um, 8 of 10, see no evil, is just like straight up Naruto shit. But <laughs> Mobile Task Force Epsilon 11 handles internal security for the SCP Foundation under oversight by MTF Alpha 1. We should probably do that one too. That's the mm-hmm. first one. Um, they are a special ops force deployed to Foundation sites where standard protocols fail and multiple breaches are intimate. As such, most of their operations are classified. They're done. They're for containment breaches. Mm-hmm. And I believe the there is a lore that like it's nine people who are all really good at one thing, but I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, that I could, I could see that. That, that kind of makes sense, you know, considering mm-hmm. just nine tailed fox and then, yeah, um, even before, just considering lore around like a, in in general and like mythology and shit about yeah. nine tailed foxes and stuff. Yeah, it's like nine tails. Pokemon. Okay. Um, <laughs> I knew I, I I knew one of us was gonna make that reference at one point. I didn't know when it was gonna happen, but well, <laughs> yeah, it it came. I don't okay. have Let's Go EV yet. <laughs> I don't have a Switch. Ooh. <laughs> I haven't used mine in a while. Um, MTF Alpha One Red Right Hand Mobile Task Force Alpha One is a task force that reports directly to the O5 Council and is used in situations that require the strictest operational security. Leaders. The task force consists of the Foundation's best and most loyal operatives. Further information regarding MTF Alpha One is classified level 5. They're the big guys. Yeah, so they're, it, it kind of... Actually, yeah, it seems like they're basically the task force that's directly underneath the O5. Yeah, they um, they the O five it tells them what to do directly. It they maybe? they answer to the O fives and the O fives alone. And Sorry, they, were, they almost they're the like, ones that I they're the ones that you would call to prevent an end of the a doomsday scenario. Okay, I guess I don't actually know. Um, <laughs> okay. MTF MU thirteen 
Ghostbusters, and the symbol is not what you would think. That's I, I wish it was though. Yeah, but you can like, you could adjust it enough, probably. <laughs> you know, make it like a furry ghost, and then boom, it's it's a dog now. Uh, they specialize in the tracking, analysis, and containment of incorporeal or intangible manifestations and entities, particularly those to believed to be sentient, sapient, or otherwise intelligent and adaptive. Ghosts. I, I, sorry, I want to take a, I want to take a second just to like, the fact that I said I replace it with a furry ghost and there was just no response from you oh, whatsoever. Yeah. Like you were just like, oh, now, uh-huh, I was um, now that's... now I wasn't yep. sure if you meant just give the ghost fur or if you were talking about a, no, a I meant I went I meant full furry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, yeah, he was so... murdered in a terrible passion. Well, I mean, it's a furry. Probably deserved um, yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, MTF 8 of 10, uh, See No Evil. Um, that's the one I was talking about, the whole Naruto shit. Um, Mobile Task Force 8 of 10 specializes in the investigation, acquisition, and initial containment of objects or entities exhibiting visual cognitive hazards, visual mimetic agents, or otherwise require indirect or alternative obs- observation in order to safety- safely handle. So, yeah, the, the name of it is kind of pretty self explanatory. See No Evil. If you can see it, uh, and it's bad, then they'll they'll take care of it. Yeah, and these all have these all have links to all the SCPs that they've assisted in containing, um, mm-hmm. which we're not gonna go through because there's a lot of them, and we want to just like lightning round all the uh, yeah, game over. Honestly, yeah. we might be able to get through all of them if we keep going at this rate, and we're bouncing around a bunch. Um, I think after we're done our little list of the kind of the good ones, we're just gonna go down the whole list. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so. MTF Omnicron, Om, Omicron, Omicron Row, Omicron Row, Row the Dream Thank Team. You. <laughs> the Foundation has discovered the method of becoming uh, Wanarai, and now with the power, this power, are more capable of containing them. For decades, they teach their agents the technique that allows one consciousness to join others. Another's, uh, the few mentally hardened individuals that succeed are organized into a task force. The for- the first of these was Mobile Task Force Omnicron Row. They figured out how to be dreamwalkers so they can contain dreamwalkers. And these are the huh. people that can dreamwalk. I don't know what that's from, but it's kind of understandable. They can they can basically lucid dream with each other and deal with things that, uh, like, deal with something that if it stabbed you in the arm in your dream, you would wake up and have a stab wound in your arm uh-huh. type of thing. Okay. Uh, MTF, MU, th- or MU? Is it MU or MU? I just I'm gonna say, say MU. MU. Um, okay, MTF MU three highest bidders. Um, Mobile Task Force MU three is dedicated to monitoring GOI uh, Marshall Carter and Dark LTD. Um, that's not our quotes. Uh, through the combined efforts of undercover agents and covert ops specialists, their objective is identifying objects of interest in possession of Marshall Carter and Dark, isolating opportunities to recover these objects, and ultimately achieving their containment. So what Monster Carter and Dark is, we'll cover this more when we get to Groups of Interest, which is our next unit, I guess? Yeah, we can call it that. Yeah, sure. These, these are actually um, lectures, uh, <laughs> yeah. if you didn't know. We're, there's a, there will be a final. <laughs> Take notes. 1,000 questions. Um, oh, Jesus. And it's 400% of your grade. Okay. Wait, wait. Um, <laughs> um, but what Monster Carter and Dark is, is they... Acquire anomalous things somehow, not really sure how, not, the foundation doesn't really know how, and they sell them to the highest bidder. Things that are useful to rich people, bad people, that type of thing. Which is why they're called the highest, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they set, yeah, highest bidders. They're, they, this task force is designed to buy them out so that they can just contain them. So they can contain them, okay, yeah. And Marshall Carter and Dark doesn't care that they're containing them, they care that they're getting money for it, so. Mm-hmm, that's fine. <laughs> um... MTFMU4 debuggers. Uh, this this mobile task force is specializes in the identification, tracking, retrieval, and containment of electronic devices and transmissions, especially anomalous computers and network-related anomalies. This includes the investigation of internet sites suspected of anomalous capabilities or involved in anomalous events. They contain so, computers and it's, it's, internet. It's kind of like an EMP of sorts. Yeah, sort of. Like, they, okay. But they grab them and contain them. Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to scroll to the top, and honestly, I think we should just take turns yeah, we'll, or just kind yeah, of talk, just... just go down the list. 
Because mm-hmm. um, I think yeah, you can make fine. it through all of them. So yeah, you're going to get, a, you're gonna get a little list of every single mobile task force that exists as of right now, as of the 26th <laughs> when we're recording this, of November 2018. <laughs> all right. You want to go ahead and start? Sure. Um, MTF Alpha 4, Pony Express. Mobile Task Force Alpha 4 consists primarily of personnel trained to act as undercover employees and specialize in tracking, intercepting, and securing anomalous objects sent through postal and package delivery services worldwide. And there's more of these than you would think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, actually, there probably would be a lot. Yeah, mail is things dying sent through the mail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MTF Alpha 9, Last Hope. Oh, this is a small one. Um, the Reborn Omega-7, a mobile task force explicitly intended to train and utilize humanoid SCP objects in the field. So humanoid SCPs, they train them, and they use them for um, containment things. Okay. MTF Beta-7, Maz Hatters. Mobile task force Beta-7 specializes in the acquisition and containment of anomalies exhibiting extreme biological, chemical, or radiological hazards as well as the rapid containment and cleanup of areas affected by such anomalies. This includes the planning and deployment of contingencies for wide area or pandemic spreads of anomalous disease agents or other contagious phenomena. Mm. That's not good. <laughs> um, no, wait, I get it. Okay, it's it's a pun on Mad Hatter, but also yeah, hazmat. They deal with hazardous oh, materials. Okay. Yeah, hazardous materials, it. which is what hazmat is. Oh, I... Mm-hmm. I great uh before i get the next one is um <clears throat> mtf gamma dash five red herrings but bef- before i read that w- real quick i, w- I want to mention that um one of the actions reports is titles as uh, bigger than jesus so <clears throat> feel free to read that if you want uh the mobile task force gamma dash five specializes in preventing the dissemination of knowledge of anomalous events or phenomena in cases where initial suppression of efforts have proven ineffective or or insufficient, or in cases where such knowledge has already reached critical levels of public exposure. This includes the research and deployment of experimental amnestics as well as memory fabrication procedures. This is, these guys make you forget if you already saw something you're not supposed to. Like, this is, if you see something and they amnesticize everyone there so you forget, but you have left already, and you've told people. Basically, they try and prevent everyone from knowing about it, even if they already know about it. Mm-hmm. Listen to our episode on amnestics for more information about how they make you forget. <laughs> MTF Gamma 6, Deep Feeders. MTF Gamma 6 specializes in the investigation and tracking of deep sea or oceanic anomalies. Very short. I don't think it needs to be longer. Kind of pretty to the point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. MTF Gamma-13, Asimov's Lawbringers, Mobile Task Force Gamma-13 specializes in the investigation, tracking, and apprehensions of anomalous objects, persons, and entities associated with Group of Interest-1115, Anderson Robotics. Um, This includes identifications of Anderson customers, location of Anderson products, and conduction of raids on Anderson offices. Anderson Robotics, basically, they, they make anomalous robots, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, MTS, MTF Delta 5 Front Runners. Mobile Task Force Delta 5 is compromised of multiple ano- autonomous deep cover cells specializing in the identification and preemptive acquisition of anomalous objects and entities of interest to other groups of interest. <laughs> they are deep cover, so, like, they don't have, they don't even have a connection to the foundation at this point. And they're working with other groups of interest to try and get their things away from them. Huh. Okay. And contain them. Mm-hmm. Uh, MTF Epsilon-6, uh, quote-unquote, village idiots. Um, the, the logo is a pitchfork and a bunch of uh, torches. Um, says, uh, specializes in the investigation, containment, and subsequent cleanup of anomalies in rural and suburban environments. So, Seems yeah. kind of specific for an MTF, but I mean, you know... Yeah, I mean, oh, this this next one has a usual. cool logo. You guys got to look at all these logos; they're real neat. They're really clever. They're really cleverly done. This mm-hmm. is this one's like teeth, um, breathing fire, but the the fire is also kind of in a way, so it looks like it might be a face. Yeah, in a way, I don't know. MTF Epsilon Nine Fire Eaters. 
Epsilon 9 specializes in the use of incendiary weapons and operations in high temperature environments. Yeah, so just fiery fire. boys. <laughs> fiery boys. I'm all fired up. Um, MTF Zeta 9 Mole Rats. Mobile Task Force Zeta 9 specializes in the investigation, exploration, and containment of underground or enclosed areas exhibiting anomalous phenomena, particularly those with inconsistent topography or, unsta or unstable space time. Ah. These are the underground ones, um, and they deal with things especially where they're inconsistent topography, meaning, like, you could have a maze that you turn right five times, and then there's a new door that wasn't there before. Hmm. So, just hell in a maze. That's just a maze, Soren. <laughs> um, MTF Ada 11. Savage Beasts. Um, mobile Task Force Ada 11 specializes in the investigation, acquisition, and containment of auditory and musical anomalies, including any auditory cognito hazards or sound-based anomalous threats. Sounds, it's... music, all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, MTF Theta-4 Gardeners. Mobile Task Force Theta-4 specializes in the acquisition and containment of plant or plant-like anomalous objects and entities, especially field work involving widespread infestations of such anomalies. Um, so yeah, it's just your, your plant, plant boys. MTF Theta-90, Angle Grinders. They deal with anomalous topologies, geometries, and similar mathematical problem areas. <laughs> things where things don't work like they should. Mm -hmm. um, glad I get to read this one. MTF Iota-10, Damn Feds. Uh, Mobile Task Force Iota-10 maintains undercover operatives in various international, federal, and Peru provincial law enforcement agencies and specializes in facilitating the transfer of anomalous evidence and objects into foundation control as well as the transfer of jurisdiction over anomalous events event locations from local law enforcement to foundation containment and response teams so it kind of just getting away from like you know other law enforcement and stuff so that they don't get too infested or interfere with stuff mm -hmm. i like that i get this one mtf kappa 10 skynet Mobile Task Force Kappa 10 is a temporary designation until such time it is either officially dissolved or sanctioned. It is strictly tasked in investigating and engaging cyber anomalies using a combinations of virtual agents, AICs, and foundation researchers to track, neutralize, and or contain such intangible threats. Things that exist entirely online. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of like the, uh, the other, I forget which one it was, the other one. The um, Don't like... Smoke the Devil's Cabbage or whatever. Uh, oh no! No, it was Mary Jane Juice. I think I have it saved on my computer. I have the <laughs> the picture saved because I think I sent it to my friend. Um, what? Um, the don't smoke the devil's oh, Mary yeah, that, Jane that's Juice. What I was talking about. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, MTF Lambda Dash Four Bird Watchers Mobile Task Force Lambda Dash Four specializes in the identification, tracking, and containment of airborne biological anomalies, especially anomalous avian organisms. Birds. Yep. MTF Lambda 4, White Rabbits, specializes in traversing unstable, surreal, and controlled reality and containing potentially dangerous persons and artifacts capable of manipulating space and time. Mm -hmm. Weird places that shouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, I think we are, we are the next three, so we're going to skip down to MTF new, NU, I'm going to say NU. Um, Dash 7, Hammer Down. I love Reinhardt from Overwatch. Um, Armed Mobile Task Force NU-7 is a battalion strength force consisting of three company-sized elements of special operations, infantry forces, a light armored vehicle company, tank platoon, helicopter squadron, chemical, biological, radiolo radiological, nuclear, CBRN, platoon, combat engineer platoon, nuclear weapon specialist, NWS squad, plus additional combat specialists and support personnel. AMTF NU-7 is based primarily out of Armed Biocontainment Area-14 and is tasked with responding to incidents involving loss of communication with major foundation facilities under circumstances where in a site-wide breach, enemy compromise, or other similarly cat catastrophic event is suspected. So it's just a lot of, like, special operatives just kind of coming, coming for you. They're the Foundation's army. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> MTF Pi-1, City Slickers. Uh, they, they specialize in the investigation, containment, and subsequent cleanup of anomalies in densely populated urban environments, particu particularly in the New York metropolitan area. <laughs> Sorry, I had to burp. 
MTF row dash one, the professors, um, specializing in the acquisition, containment, and transport of anomalies related to groups of interest alpha dash three eight eight. Ooh, Alexi, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of letters. Alex, oh, oh wait, Alexi, Alexilva. I'm going to go with that. Alexilva University. With the reduction of the threat posed by the specific group of interest, the MTF has expanded its focus to any and all containment for anomalous academic endeavors. Uh, so the that university, I think, is one that doesn't technically exist. Like, that's its whole thing. It doesn't exist. But God, it does things. St- but, it, like, it still does pr- things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I, I graduated from Alexilva University. Oh, can you spell that? It's on my resume. Just just look at that. Just go off that. <laughs> yep. Um, MTF Row-9, technical support. Handles computer security for the foundation. When memetic, when memetic kill agents can lurk throughout the data structure, this is no simple task. They're IT. It's IT. It's, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, MTF Row-19, uh, hold on. Citharians. I got it. Um, uh, Mobile Task Force Row-19 has been sent to Venus in the hopes to establish a foundation presence where there may be considerable amounts of anomalous activity. They just went to Venus. That's it. For fun. (laughs) They just went to... No, what actually happened? They went to Venus just in case. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. MTF Sigma-3, bibliographers. They are charged with exploring, understanding, and eventually containing the vast otherworldly location of the wonder of the Wanderer's Library, which I believe hmm. is the one that the Serpent's Hand is messing with. It's a huge library. I don't remember if it had a specific thing. Mm-hmm. MTF Sigma dash six six sixteen tons. Mobile Task Force Sigma-66 is formed of captured members from other groups of interest. Despite the lack of loyalty the Foundation expects from the assembled team, they find the members' expertise of value. They're like a knowledge team, I guess. That makes sense. Yep, they are just captured from other things. MTF Tau-5, Samsara. Immortal cyborg clones created from the flesh of a dead god. (laughs) God. That's a lot. (laughs) Tau-5 utilizes esoteric and experimental Foundation weaponry to investigate and contain thaumaturgic, magical, and psionic threats. Wow, that started off really strong. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) MTF... Yeah, MTF Psy-7 Home Improvement. Wasn't that a show? Yeah. Okay. Was that the one where the guy had the air horn that he would always, like, talk through at the end, and they would be like, oh my god. I have no idea. I feel like it was on ABC. I do not know. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, um, Psy-7 specializes in the undercover investigation, containment, and or demolition of anomalous buildings or building buildings or buildings affected by anomalies, particularly residential homes and populated areas. This includes the acquisition of transfer or of affected buildings to foundation control, as well as initial observation and documentation of such buildings prior to transfer to local containment teams uh, uh, Excuse me, <laughs> for long-term or ongoing containment. MTF Psi 8. The Psi... Is MTF that why there was the long pause there? Because they're called the silencers? No, let's go with it, though. <laughs> MTF Psi 8. The silencers. Mobile Task Force Psi 8 specializes in the investigation, tracking, containment, and or destruction of individuals suspected to be capable of or having been affected by reanimation anomalies, as well as inventing spe- investigating suspected cases of communication with deceased individuals. This includes the severing of devices intended to allow communication with individuals buried alive, such as bells, pipes, and phones, as well as detainment and interrogation of individuals claiming to have had contact with deceased individuals. (laughs) Anti-necromancer. MTF Omega-O, Ara-Arun? Arun. I'm not sure. Uh, the saints of MTF Omega-O are informational constructs with the memories of deceased Foundation personnel able to manifest their access of the Foundation's intranet terminals. Using, identif- using Identity Warfare Training, IWT, they protect their uh, living comrades against informa- informational threats and entities. The existence of MTS... Uh, that's a... Sideways Omega. 3 dash O. Um, yeah. Um, is known to most or all of the living members of the Foundation. Unknown. It's unknown to them. It's people who have been half resurrected. There's there's AIs that were built of people. Uh huh. 
to and contain information. Okay. MTF Omega 7, Pandora's box. There's Jeez, a crossed out God. section. Mobile Task Force Omega 7 is an experimental task force specializing in the acquisition and containment of anomalies utilizing cooperative anomalous humanoid entities, particularly SCP 076 and 105. Uncrossed out, Mobile Task Force Omega 7 has been disbanded and decommissioned. This entry is to be deleted. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. There's some stuff that happened after it was deleted. There, There is the reborn Omega 7 of something. Um, mm -hmm. That was the other one. So, yeah, it's the same as the other one. It makes sense that it's Pandora's box then, because it, it was fine, and then it, and then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, um, something happened. Yeah. Probably one of MTF, the MTF Omega-12 Achilles Heels. Heels. Not not his heel, just his heels. Um, a task force composed of reality-bounding foundation personnel from an alternative universe. We were talking about AUs earlier. Uh, Omega-12 is tasked with capturing SCP-34 80-2 instances guarding the many entities imprisoned in Area 13 and hunting down uh, powerful uncontained reality benders elsewhere. Reality benders. They 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 are our reality benders hunting reality benders. Okay. Which is just people that can change space and time, bend it to their will. Yeah. Uh, also, Area 13 um, is... That's one that we have to read at some point. I think it's 1730. It's what happened to Site 13. And it's okay. a site that was planned to be built, but then was uh, that was not built. And then like five months later, it showed up where it was going to be built. And it was from an alternate universe that everything in it broke containment. And it's all the stuff they don't know about. And oh, it's, it's, it's a really long article, and it's really good. And it's the type of thing that if you were to make a Foundation movie... This could both fit the full feature length and hold its own for a movie. And I <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a long article. Yeah. yeah. Last one. MTF Fine. Stigma Nine evolved from naturally occurring gears, levers, and pulleys. Uh, historically, the Church of the Broken God has always prided itself on its artificiality, that its faith is proven with tangible artifacts and physical devices of miracles. So, when the time came to destabilize the Church. The Foundation put forth a team of forgers, and Stigma 9 was it. The Broken God are trying to reassemble their god using anomalous objects. And there's there's a whole thing with this one. And because their god is broken. Yeah. This mobile task force is specifically designed to forge those objects that they think is theirs, and then steal the originals back, and I love it. Oh, so they're, they're like creating fakes of what mm -hmm. they're trying to use. Okay. That's interesting. Wow. Okay. Here, down yeah, they don't say they don't have art. Um, beta mm. four. Uh, they only monitor Wilson's wildlife solutions. Forget me nots. Um, mm -hmm. disrupting the research and development of monastic drugs. They want people to be able to forget. Um, Jaeger bombs. Uh, rapid response user unit specializing in the tracking, capturing, and containment of large scale aggressors, entities over thirty meters in height. Um. Within dimension, the deploys from dimensional site 173, 172, um, upsilon-4 sugar pill, in order originally formed in order to contain 2559, mobile task force upsilon-4 is tasked with epidemiolo epidemiological containment, especially with containment of a medic outbreak. Take with that what you will. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> so that was so, yeah. a lot. <laughs> That's all the... But we did all the MTFs that have their own thing on the page, and they all, most of them have art, and I, they're all great. How many was that? That was like a good, that was at least 20. Yeah, good 20. This is a longer episode. Yeah. Probably not on edited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was definitely a longer one, so you might yeah. have to listen to some parts. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, so we went over um, Doomsday Scenarios. Um different different classes xk zk ck and omega k um they're not they're not good i mean they're they are doomsday they're um, just doomsday scenarios they're, doomsday they're scenarios. not good and not then really obviously not good yeah and then obviously as you just heard we went all over all the mtfs um as we said earlier they're they're like basically the forces that specialize in different things that need specialization in it um they're your special task forces um so yeah, uh, <laughs> once again, thank you for listening. Um, like, as mentioned earlier, this has been a long episode, so thanks for sticking with it. Because <laughs> yep. oh boy, all um, the way through. 
Um, yeah. Once, once again, this is the mid roll. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, send us yeah. an email if you need business things. Uh, support uh-huh. us on Patreon if you really want to do that. Uh, Comment <laughs> on Discord. Yeah, we have a Discord, by the way. Yeah, we have um, a Discord. I'm barely on, so the link. Yeah, yeah. But the link is on our Twitter. It's the easiest way to get it. The Twitter is um, at SC Podcast Show. I think. Let me check. Yeah. Let me check. You will have heard it in the mid roll, so you know. Yeah, at SC Podcast Show. And mm-hmm. um, our Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash SC Podcast, I believe, or maybe Secret Name Podcast. It's also in the mid roll. Just go, just get back to it. Yeah. It's also in our Twitter. <laughs> just go to the mm-hmm. Twitter. So, yeah, yeah. So, once once again, uh, thank you for listening to the episode. This has been the Secure Contained Podcast. I'm going to say that I am your co host, David, this week. And I am your co host, Soren. And that is all for now. See ya. See ya.